Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Welcome to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. This is the podcast that makes you a better car washer and a slightly better human being. Hey everyone, this week we are talking about community. Now one of the things that has always resonated with me is seeing people in their businesses who are able to leverage that success and make a big impact in their communities. Now, there are tons of great examples of that within the professional car wash industry, and today we get to share a few of those stories. We are sharing a conversation that was recorded live in the Car Wash Magazine Live studio at the Car Wash Show in Nashville. Friends, here you go. Joining me on the stage is Richard Bellinger from Motor City. We've got Nick Rodia uh, from Sergeant Clean, and down at the end, bringing up the Caboose here, we've got Mark Curtis from Splash Car Washes. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about how community works for these folks, and maybe we can just start right here. Uh, Rich, can you just kind of share your all's approach to community and why it matters? Sure. Um, why does it matter? Okay. Well, what we do is we, uh, we raise money through an auction at St. Jude. We have an open house every year. We've been doing it for about 20 years, and uh, it was a promo started off as a promotional thing. When we, uh, about, uh, let's see, 12 years ago, we started uh, with a charity. And then we switched to St. Jude. And uh, through the auction, we were raising money for St. Jude. And we donate, uh, last year we donated $350,000 to St. Jude. It was the net proceeds from the auction. Um, We love St. Jude because it's a really efficient uh, charity. Over 95% of the money that we raise actually goes to the research, the cancer research in the hospital in Memphis. And, uh, you know, their, their expenses are low. So we really love St. Jude. It's, you know, St. Jude, if, for, the, for those of you who don't know, St. Jude is uh, uh, meant for uh, chil- uh, children with cancer and curing cancer. So it's, you know, who, does, who can't get behind that? Right. Curing cancer for kids. Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing more uh, impactful and seeing one of those stories and seeing the, the, the children who are going through cancer and the, what St. Jude is able to do for them. And like, I mean, I, I cry every time. Uh, yeah, we definitely pull on the yeah, heartstrings yeah, yeah. trying to get the donations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's, go down the, let's go down to the end, actually. I'm gonna come back to the middle here. Mark Curtis, can you share a little bit about your why? Why, why is community important to you? Well, you know, it started out, it's interesting, Rich and I were talking before we started and we were talking about how powerful uh, cause-related marketing is. And so it really started out as a very mercenary uh, concept. We were just trying to get more cars to come in to see us. But as we continue to, to uh, donate to charities and raise money for various local charities uh, around our car wash, um, they started to invite us to go see them and see the charities and the work that they did. And that really converted us into why we do what we do. There's certainly a great component to cause-related marketing. We did a fundraiser called Wash USA in the early 2000s where car washers across the country donated part of their proceeds from a day to Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish came out and said that they had surveyed that 86% of the people 
that saw a company supporting a charity that they, they liked, not necessarily supported, but liked, they would uh, use that, that business and, and uh, uh, patronize that business. So we just found it to be an amazing tool, but more than that, it was amazing how we were helping people. So Splash now uh, deals with 425 charities each year, um, raises over $150,000 for charities each year. That's amazing. That, that's, a, that's a pretty tremendous impact. That's, congratulations on that, that's, that's huge. Let's come down to the middle. Nick Rodia, what say you on this topic? What, what's your why when it comes to community? So, community is a pillar of our organization. We're always looking for opportunities to support, give back, or, or just say thank you as a small token of gratitude. Uh, our mission statement is provide the highest quality car wash, exceptional customer service, while serving as positive role models in our communities. So servant leadership is very much woven into the, the DNA of, of our company. Now, that said, palms up, I'm, I'm a marketer. So if there's an opportunity for me to leverage community engagement, community involvement to bring awareness to Sergeant Clean, but at the same time, do good, win-win. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, is, that is the best of all the worlds, Yes. right? Absolutely. Well, okay, so that's the why. That's the why we do it. That's the why you all are, are passionate about this topic, but let's get into, uh, into it a little bit in terms of like, how do you do it now that you're bigger organizations, right? So everybody started small, uh, except for Richard Bellinger. Maybe you didn't start. Maybe you didn't start small. Maybe you always had you, you had it all figured out. You were ready. Yeah. <laughs> but let's start down at the end and let's figure out um, what's it like. How do you do it differently once you start to grow? And even if, even if um, even if you're giving a ton of money, right, to an organization, how do you make sure that that goes the furthest? Well, you know, I think it still stays local. Yeah. I think uh, for, for us as car washers, um, more people appreciate what you do for the direct community you serve. Um, so we've kept things local, whether it's a local school or a local sports organization. Um, you know, we, we do local food pantries, um, but trying to keep it close to the, the site or the location that's donating. So we've kept it uh, at the, the site level and had our site managers look for opportunities to donate. Nick, how about you? So I, I think it's something that we've tried our best to figure out over the years. Um, so we have s seven operating locations uh, in Northeast Ohio that, that span across four counties. And, and as our business has grown, um, you know, we're receiving hundreds, if not thousands of donation or sponsorship requests each year at, at the site level. So I very much um, understood what Sally was saying in the previous segment. Um, you want to say yes to everything. And a lot of the times we try to do that in the form of a, a gift card or a few free washes. But we identified kind of three groups that we we really wanted to put some energy and effort behind. Uh, one of those is, is veteran-affiliated organizations. Uh, Brian, our founder, if you know him, he's a Marine Corps veteran, so 
there's a natural kinship there for us. Two is youth leadership, and, and three is educators, which benefits the youth in the communities that we serve. So kind of putting rails on that and identifying where we want to put a lot of time, energy, and effort behind promotions or potentially monetary donations has helped us as we've continued to grow our business. Yeah, that, I think that's a huge point, is being able to make, make sure that you have, um, I'm, a big, I'm a big framework guy, right? Like I want a framework, I want some guidelines. I want to be able to like maybe go outside the lines a little bit when I want to, uh, but yeah, having those guide rails in place I think is super, super important, especially as you want to scale the thing, right? Because if you're trying to figure it out every day on the fly, you're never going to get anywhere and you're going to spend all your time uh, as a community organization instead of a car wash organization. There's nothing wrong with that, but look, we're, we're, in, we're in business in the car wash industry. We're, we're not in the community business. So, um, Rich, I want to talk to you a little bit about as St. Jude and what you all do with that event, um, how, as that's grown, how has that kind of changed your business? What have you had to do in terms of like resourcing or like how much, like how do you scale that thing? Because when it was you know, a smaller donation and a smaller event, you could manage that, right? How's it look now? Yeah, so we, we kind of felt like we were bumping into the ceiling yeah. through the event. And uh, like Mark and I were talking about before we came on stage, uh, it no longer became, well, it still is just a promotional thing, but it also became an emotional thing mm. and it became a passion project for us. So when we went to visit St. Jude in Memphis at the hospital, we're blown away and we realized, oh, this is what we're raising money for. It put, put uh, names and faces uh, uh, with, with the people we were raising money with and with the money and with the event, right? And so immediately we were with our uh, sales rep, our, our uh, donation guy from St. Yeah. Jude, and uh, we said, hey, you know what? How can we do more? We got to figure out a way to do more because uh, this just feels good to do more. And so what we did is we came up with an additional program called Washing Cars Fighting Cancer and basically it's a kiosk program. Um, we, we invited other vendors since we, you know, we're from the vendor side. We inv invited other vendors like ICS and DRB and Micrologic and I don't want to forget one, but all of them. And they created um, splash screens so that anybody who wanted to participate for a certain month of the year, we've used June before, we used October before, uh, they put the splash screen on their um, kiosk and people can donate right then and there. The first thing it says is, would you like to donate five bucks, two bucks, one bucks to St. Jude? And so they get a, they get a great uh, participation rate, over 35%, and we've raised an additional $50,000 wow. over the last two years by doing that. That's huge, I mean, that's a huge, um, huge impact for not, not too much work, right? I mean, you got to set it up, and really, then it kind of so rolls. We, we, you know, we promote it. And, and then, you know, many hands make light work. So each of the participating operators does their share and then they donate it back to St. Jude and we get the credit for it. So, uh, you know, our 352,000 went to 402,000 based on that extra 50 grand. Yeah, I love that, I love that. So, so in that same vein, right, with, uh, you know, doing things where the, this entire car wash community is coming together, I love that. Like, that's, that's what's so great about this industry is people are willing to come together for, for the common good. Uh, Mark Curtis, you have some experience with this. You run a program that does, does some of that stuff. Can you talk about Grace for Vets for me? Grace for Vets, yeah. yeah. So this is a program that Mike Mounts, who is an operator in, in Pennsylvania, started um, back in 2003, which was just bringing car washes together to 
wash vets cars or active duty personnel car on uh, Veterans Day, November 11th. And you know, it started out small. I think he started with like 50, 50 car washes. And uh, uh, this past year, we surpassed 4,000 car washes participating and washed over 350,000 vets cars for free. Wow. Um, we're hoping to have uh, pass uh, four, 400,000 this year with uh, 4,500 uh, participating. And it's really simple. It's, it's, you know, you go to graceforvets.org, uh, you sign up your wash, and really the only purpose of that is just letting the veterans know that you're participating as they go in, they go to um, their state, their town, they see which car washes are participating. We promote that through Instagram and Facebook. Um, so it gives your, your wash a little bit of publicity. Some people have taken it full boat, um, gotten TV, press, releases. There's one guy out in Marin um, who puts up a sign that's, it, it's huge, on the corner, uh, announcing it for about a week, saying that we wash vets' cars for free. Um, and the amount of goodwill that's created is just immense. Um, so even the people who aren't veterans getting free washes see what you're doing for them, and it just creates so much goodwill for, for your uh, for your wash. The thing I think is so great though is that we have over 4,100 car wash locations participating in this. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, it, it, again, it goes back to the fact that this is, this is a community. The car wash industry is a community. We play big roles in our own communities and, and in the places that we serve. And I, I, like, it makes me, I feel good just knowing that we do all these things, right? So it's, it's not fair because you know, we get to give things to people and we get to feel good about it. I mean, come on, that's, that's not fair. Um, I want to talk like culture a little bit. So uh, let's go to Nick. I want to I ask, um, what does this do for your company culture in terms of being an active steward in your community? So uh, Mark said something earlier. He said, you know, we focus a lot of our energy and effort kind of on the local level. Um, we want to engage our teams and really have them be active participant in the decisions of the organizations that we're supporting. Uh, we don't want it to be just lip service or, or a decision that's made at the senior leadership team level. We want our frontline team members involved in those decisions as well. We've, we've read a lot of uh, reports and there's data out there that says, hey, your younger team members nowadays are, are looking for two things. They, they want feedback, they want the ability to receive that to improve, and they want to do meaningful work. So if there's an opportunity for us to support that in any causes, or energy they have around local groups or organizations, we want to aid in that. And, and we want to empower our operational leadership at the site level to get out there because the folks that we're serving in the community, they're going to come to the site and they may not often see myself or other members of the senior leadership team, but the faces we want them to really come to recognize is is those frontline team members. So empower them, allow yeah. them to be part of the decision-making process. Yeah, I love that, I love that. Richard, you got I was just going to yeah. follow up yeah, on that. Ahead. I think, uh, you know, vets, Veterans Day, just as an example, when the vets come in for their free washes, 
and the guys make a big deal about them coming in. Some come in in uniform. Um, you know, the, the remaining World War II vets are always wearing their, their gear, and uh, the Vietnam vets are so grateful for any, anything being done for them. I mean, it's just, it's a wonderful event, but they really feel great being part of it. And then most of my crew have staffed the booth here, and they do at each of the shows, so that's a great way for them to be involved, too. Thank you, guys. Yeah, here, 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 here. Yeah, good for you guys, yeah. Um, culture, what have you seen that do in your organization, the community, how, how impacts, how's that changing your culture? Uh, so the, the whole St. Jude um, program at our company has become a passion project for just about everybody in the company. Uh, from, from the guy sweeping the floor to, to the guy running the company. And everybody's all in. It, this is a big undertaking. And like I said, it is promotional, but it takes about six weeks to prepare for this event. So it's a big deal. And uh, you know, we really do a lot of planning. So we've loved this so much and it feels so good to be involved in it. Um, uh, let me back up just a second. The other vendors that we also participate really get into it too. And so it's not just us, it's the whole vendor community that participates in the event. Um, so what we've done now is we're, we're trying to hire somebody to be a full-time um, charitable person in our, in our community or in our company to help create community. We're looking to do four to six events a year. Oh, wow. And again, it's promotional, but it's also all for charity. So uh, we're actually looking to hire our St. Jude rep. Ah, funny. <laughs> so can you, can you do that? As long as we pay him enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 won't, we won't tell them anything. No, 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 yeah, we gotta yeah, stay yeah, within yeah, our yeah. 5% too, yeah. right? Yeah. right. still yeah. gotta be. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Mark Curtis, for you, culture-wise, how, how does your employees' perspective change when they see what Splash does? Well, you know, I'd probably turn it over to them. In fact, uh, one of my oldest employees is sitting in the second row, uh, <laughs> Frank Murphy. But, uh, you know, I think they really appreciate uh, all that we do. And when they see it and they're involved, if we do specific fundraisers on any given day, where we'll do part of the proceeds of that day to a, a, a specific charity. Um, I think they appreciate the customer response. You know, and there are a lot of customers that talk about it and say, hey, you know, I come here because of what you do for this organization or that organization. So I, I think, I don't know, I, I don't want to speak for them, but I think there's a sense of pride of being able to help the community and, and connect in that way. Like they work for an organization that really cares um, more than just simply putting money in their pocket. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that goes to helping people just be um, more proud of what they're doing, right? And so if you can make your employees really proud about the company that they're with, that starts to create that ownership mentality and they start to move on and they, then you, then you start having people who have been with the organization for 15, 20 years instead of uh, churning and burning and always kind of hunting and fighting the labor game. And so uh, this is one way that, that you can really uh, move that needle. Uh, Nick, I want to I ask you about um, one of the programs that you, I think you guys, you guys were looking into it or maybe you've started it already, but the community kind of a uh, volunteer piece with your, with your staff. Yeah, so when we you know, laid out our plan marketing side of the business for 2022 and really strategic initiatives, we've identified 
community involvement is there's an opportunity there for us to get better. It's something that we've learned over the years that, you know, for the most part, we've been a bit reactive rather than being proactive. So it's something that we're now kind of turning our guns to, uh, if you will. And as a Midwest operator, so seasonality is in play, you have certain peaks and valleys during the year. Um, and as we looked at 2022, we said, well, maybe there's an opportunity on a historically lighter month to kind of lean into that a little bit and say, hey, here's an opportunity where we can have our frontline team members, the operational leadership, get offsite during those times and really spend time, energy, and effort in the communities, whether it's volunteering or you know, going and planting trees, whatever that is. But just looking for opportunities there from the operator side of saying, you know, it's not just constrained to a, an in-kind donation or a monetary donation. We can also look at it as time and energy and spending time uh, with folks and supporting them that way. So it's something unique that we're really trying out this year. Uh, I'll report back later on on how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like. I really like that idea because it puts it puts the people actually in the community, right? Yes. Instead of just kind of oh yeah, it's a, it's an organization name. It's Sergeant Clean. No, it's so and so from Sergeant Clean. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. One last question for you. This is uh, hopefully the easiest question you've been asked all day. Um, I lied. It's actually kind of a hard question. But what is one thing <laughs> that we can do today to be better tomorrow? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna like say that a couple of times just to buy you 30 seconds or so. What is, what is one thing that we can do today to be better tomorrow? And it can be, it can be community impact related. It could, be, um, it could be life lesson related. It could be drink more water. But <laughs> what is one thing that we can do today <laughs> Rich first. <laughs> to be better tomorrow. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick, I think you get to go first. I get to go yeah, first? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, again, I'll, let me speak from the operator perspective and say, uh, maybe just if you're not doing anything in terms of community involvement or engagement, just look in the mirror and just say, hey, is, is this something that I really want to do? Maybe it's not the right time or not the right place because there is some energy and effort that comes along with it. If the answer is yes, then you can kind of determine what the next steps are. You can be somewhat reactive and you know, you're probably going to get those donation or sponsorship requests and as they come in, you can vet them out and, and maybe there's some local groups or organization um, that you really feel comfortable with and maybe want to expand upon that to potentially build an ongoing partnership or maybe you want to be super proactive and really say, these are the causes that I'm really passionate about now, and then seek out those groups, knock on their door, and see if there's an opportunity to work together. So I think answering that question first and foremost, that, hey, is this something that I want to do? And if you say yes, then kind of determine the steps from there. Yeah, because you, you, you have to go all in. Like, you can't halfway be in the community. You can't, you can't do it to check the box, because people are going to see right through that. And then you're, it's going to have the uh, reverse effect of what you were really hoping for, which is to, to kind of build up your brand. It's going to pull you down, right? So um, let's go to Rich. Uh, one thing we can do today to be better tomorrow. So I think that uh, as I was thinking about it, it took my 30 seconds. Um, as I think about it, it, 
if, if I'm not as specific as Nick, uh, mentorship. The older I get, and you know, I'm 54. I know I don't look it, but I'm 54. Uh, the older I get, the more I realize that I've got a lot to give back. And to employees, to young people, to my own kids, to their buddies, whoever it is, uh, giving back is something that I think you, we all need to put in our heart, you know, find a little love and, and share it with, with people who need it. And I think mentorship is a way to start, whether it's just teaching somebody how to do it, giving them a life lesson, whatever that is. And I think from there, um, you know, charity grows. And, and, and I think the love grows in your heart and the more you can share it with people, the better. Excellent, excellent advice. Right. Mark? Yeah, I think, um, I think just take action. You know, it, it's great to talk about it, it's great to learn, but taking what you learn and what you hear and putting into action so that it really benefits not only your organization, but the organizations you're trying to support. I think, you're, Nick, you said it beautifully, that, that it, it takes a little bit of time and it definitely takes energy. There are some charities that will do a lot for you and in helping you raise money. There are some charities that need your help to do a lot for them. So you've got to determine what you're able to do and what they're able to do to collaborate, but do it. Go over Grace for Vets, just go right down the end, as far as you can go, you can sign up with one of these guys. I mean, but take action is really the answer. And, Shameless and, plug, Mark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he told me I could do that. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. All right, so shameless plug time. We got that one. Uh, any shameless plugs from Sergeant Queen? No, I, I mean, yeah, what Mark said, just, just get active in any way that you can. And, and, and I'll, you know, defer, these guys, I'm humbled to be on this stage with these two guys that have, are leaders in the industry. So um, they're both doing fantastic things within their organization. So I'll defer my time to, to them, <laughs> so. Shameless plug. Shameless plug, come to the open house in uh, August up, yeah. in, up in Michigan. A lot of fun. St. Jude, St. Jude. There we are, there we are, yeah. there we are. Do you know Jeff Favone who just donated 400,000, right? Was yeah. that 400? Uh, I think it was total too, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Hundred thousand, and then uh, and then Paul matched for a hundred. Oh well, okay. I think Paul's a shooter. Yeah. <laughs> but Jeff, uh, Jeff got hooked on it at our event. Yeah. So it's spreading throughout the industry based on that, right? And so, again, like the guy said, like I said, just get started. Yeah. And it'll grow from there. Perfect. Perfect. How about a round of applause for our excellent panel up here? Hey, thank you thank so you much. Guys. Thank you so much, <laughs> you guys. Thanks for being on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time to share some of your story. Uh, I'm going to play some Plinko with the folks out here. So Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.